What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. Um, this is your host, as always, Elliot Barr. It is joining me as a, a man that always have great conversations with Terry It's Mr. Matt Myers. I just keep laughing back. Like, I think, like, the last few times we've done it with Darren, like, there's been, like, a little hostile. But they're fun, and I love them. I just love them. Hey, Matt. How you doing? But listen, but listen, don't know. We'll talk about the interview with Darren uh, near the end. But it, it was kind of interesting. What's happened? But um, yeah, I mean, we already know what it is. Uh, this team's right now is not in great form at all. Uh, fourteen game winless streak, not losing streak. Fourteen game winless streak. Um, there are, I think, what, in a four-game losing streak right now? So, Yep. One for the um, thumb next week. Yep. One for the thumb. Um, we are officially, because of results as well, we can't even get the wooden spoon trophy. So it's not like we get a trophy to kind of, you know, if we're going to be bad. I want a trophy to show why we're bad. Yeah, I, mean, this, I mean, even in the you know dark years, the end of the championship era, Never finished dead last. Yeah, no. There's all there's always uh, you know, Toronto or Orlando around. You had know, to be able to uh, you know, keep us from holding everybody up on our shoulders. Right, right. Um, so this is this what the second time only in our League One history that one will finish outside the playoff race, but we've also been eliminated from the playoff race by what August. I don't understand what you're saying. It's... So, like, we've been in this league now for five years. We've been in yeah. the playoffs or in and around the playoffs. Twice? Three. Yeah. No, you can't, count, year. You can't count 2020 because yeah. that team tanked it at the end of the year. And yeah. if they – or just won that last game, maybe the final would have actually happened because Omaha wouldn't have COVID it out. Right. And also, if you had the original playoff format, we would have been in. So I kind of like I count twenty twenty, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, like the years of which there's two years of which we have bottom out, twenty nineteen and this year. And um, yeah, I mean, we might as well go ahead. I think we kind of pick up the same points that we did last week of talking about like who stood out to this. Um, so we're not just having a massive complaint fest. Um, because Thor, I will we'll, say this. We'll, we'll get to that for the postseason. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save that for then. Uh, I think everyone wants to be there for that show. Um, but the first player, um, I would say is Mr. Willie Palmquist. And I think I put her, yeah, I definitely put it in our chat. I even put it on Twitter. Like, this is the game that proves to me that he deserves a hard look at the number one spot. You look yeah, comfortable in these saves. Oh, yeah, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. 
I thought oh. you. I thought you were done. That's all. Oh no, I was just gonna say like he looked very comfortable in his saves. Like the PK once again, there's nothing he can do about that. It's a PK. Um, it's not designed to help goalkeepers, but he made. I think right before that, he made two great back-to-back saves. He made multiple to the other saves. He looked great in his distribution. Something I think that's probably the only knock you might have against him is that he doesn't have the distribution ability of a um, of a Kara. But outside of that, man, like. He, he stood on his head and he played amazing. Yeah, I think that's probably, I think probably his best performance you know, for the team, you know, thus far. Uh, again, no, nothing you can do on the penalty. I mean, Sterling's like the one English player in the world who actually knows how to hit a penalty yeah. uh, well. So, you know, what can you do there? But yeah, he probably had at least three or four, you know, kind of plus saves, not just saves that you would expect somebody to make. Uh, and you can still see, you know, room for growth, you know, with him too. Like, you know, there's a little bit of room, you know, be able to control some rebounds better. But, you know, one of the things early in the year when we saw him in some of those games that I was worried about was his performance in the air. And he had a couple times where he was able to get out and really grab crosses. And there was one, I think it was a corner where he was able to get a really good fist on it and punch it, you know, a good, you know, 20, 25 yards clear. So I've seen that progression and you've seen, you know, how he's uh, been – progressing there uh just overall and you know, you know talking with him post game you know working with akira he feels has helped him uh quite a bit over the year because i, I was a little curious uh yeah. gotta be weird where your coach is also your competitor you know, for the spot but you know, he you know, seems to have liked it so far minus the results this year you know of course yeah. uh, <laughs> uh you know, seemed to really enjoy you know working with akira and uh, feels he's grown a lot as a keeper and you know, i think you know the, Got to, got to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, this is the stat line from his game: like five out of six saves, um, six recoveries. He was accurate on twenty five percent of his passes. Now, Matt, you are right. Like the thing that he can improve on, maybe so, is those accurate long balls. He only made thirty three percent of them, two out of six. But this this kicker team isn't a team that goes long a whole bunch, so I'm not so much worried about it versus, like, Pablo, who was, like, 11 of 22. I yeah, mean, well, 11 of 20. You know, it's they, not a kicker's team know, where the keeper goes long. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the most important thing, he had four saves inside of the box. So, I, I mean, if you're Darren, Mika, and, and Connor, I, I don't see how – I mean, obviously, you're going to get other looks at goalkeepers, right? being real about it, but I think Will Popquist will be the easiest one to be like, hey, he deserves a, a hard look at his number one spot next year. If he wants it. That's true. That's very much true. I hope he wants it. I hope he wants to be the next in the lineage. Because um, once again, I still have my reservations if the is our number one goalkeeper next year. Uh, but we'll save that for the postseason pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, second player, Matt, you shouted him out, Beckett Howe. Um, once again, uh, 18-year-old youngster gets to start at that left-back spot. What do you think about his performance, how he played? Yeah, I think he's doing a good job of being solid back there. Like, mm-hmm. He's not – you know, we talked about this last time. He's not going to be, you know, the dynamic, you know, you know busting forward uh, left-back yet that we've seen, you know, uh, you know Hornsby this year that we saw Stu, you know, be you know, last year. He's, right now he's a little bit more of a – you know, stay at home, you know, kind of guy. And I think that's okay mm-hmm. at this point. 
in time, but you know, he's you know, been able to you know, use his body well. You know, he uh, matched up well against uh, you know Kali and uh, Koto a couple times during the game, and right, really more than almost anything else this time of the year, he's not making you know a critical mistake. And with how these last three months are gone, just doing your job right, you know, is just, you know a godsend. Yeah. No, honestly, like do, doing your job is probably the best thing you can do right now at this point. And I mean, it speaks to something when you're an 18 year old and you're getting started minutes over like guys that are older than you and whatnot. Like you're an academy kid and you're mm-hmm. the coach is looking at you is like, all right, hey, look, you're gonna get this start, you're gonna play me for minutes. Yeah. And anything back to you know, like the first couple of times we you know, saw like the you know, Cleveland Open Cup game and a couple of the sporadic minutes where there's like, all right, well, we we can probably throw him in here for five minutes and it won't hurt us you know, too bad or yeah. anything. Uh, but yeah, at least for me, yeah, I'm willing to trust him at you know left back right now. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, def- I mean, towards the end of this season, um, yeah, I don't see no, I don't see anything worse coming out of it. I'm sorry, I'm fine with him there. Um, you have anyone else that said that to you? Yeah, so I, I think when we saw the lineups come out, we we're all a little surprised because you know when we first you know see how it's structured, you know none of those apps are ever remotely you know close to accurate. They have stuff like you know Howell playing right wing and yeah. all kinds of was, wacky stuff. They had Richmond in a three four three, and I was like, that's yeah, not happen. Yeah, we all we all knew that wasn't going to be you know true, right? Uh, but it's trying to figure out all right, what, what's actually going to be though? You know, it's like. Are they going to move Beckett inside and play him, you know, center back and move Hornsby back? Like, you know, how is this playing out? Because Ollie looked like the only center back. At first, yeah, but it did. turns out uh, Zaka was playing, you know, center back. And uh, <laughs> a little skeptical, you know, at first <laughs> you know, with that. Uh, and especially, you know, he picked up his uh, Zaka Memorial yellow card three minutes into the game. After that, I liked it there. You know, I liked seeing – you know, him there, you know, he was, I think it gave him you know, more time to be able to you know, help organize, you know, everyone because, you know, I, I don't know if we've really had that vocal organizer, you know, in our center back pairing so far. Like, I don't know if that's Dakota or Ani's bread and butter, you know, sort of, yeah. sort of. I think they're, they're both obviously capable, you know, center backs, but that's something that's either a natural thing for you or it's not. Yeah, you know, I really believe that, you know, and, you know, he was able to step in and you know, make you know some really strong tackles and you know, be able to make sure that he popped up in the right space at the right time to thwart quite a few Tormento attacks in that first half. And then the second half, he moved back to uh, the midfield. Uh, you know, Chandler came in, you know, at center back. But that first half, I liked what Zaka brought to the table as a defender. I I did too, and I think also like this was my original thought that like Suko would be the one to. Like I, I thought Super was brought in to be the Zaka replacement of sorts. Like you know, or work beside Zaka. I thought Suko had an excellent. Not, I'm not gonna say excellent. I thought he had a good first half. Like from the parts that I did see, he looked live. He looked like willing to shut down space. He had some dangerous shots, although no one on target. He looked like he was doing what was required for him to do in that spot. Now, yeah, he got he got, he got into a good yeah he got in a good he got into a good spot and you know, yeah shot needs to be 
remotely close to goal if you get that wide open. True, that's true. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, while he was looking off at, at the start of the second half, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. But no, but yeah, I mean, Zaka though, like, yeah, why not? You know, if we got the walking wounded at you know, center back, you know, Dakota probably being out for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't think we're going to see Cole again. You know, this year, yeah. uh, that gives what Chandler either. and not much else as an option. Right, uh, Chandler Beckett Meacham. I don't know if he. I don't know what you know. Those guys have a center back experience. No. Oh, you, I mean, I are you talking about strictly center back? Yeah. Uh, Beckham, Chandler, Ani, Pink Simon, and maybe. I feel like if he was going to do that, he would have already done it. Yeah, that's he fair. Hasn't, he hasn't pulled that yet. That's fair. Because if yeah, because if you, if any logical stuff, you would have been like, all right, let me do that now. Now, maybe not. But I do also feel. Yeah, I do also feel as if, like, when you're looking at this defense, like, this is something that we pointed out. We were talking in the preseason of, like, the defensive depth of this team is a worrying sign and is showing its ugly head from injuries or just the lack of just depth with the give guys a break is showing its head. Yeah, I mean, that's part and parcel of – you know, having shorter rosters now at the CBA, uh, yeah. that you're leaning on teenagers and you're having to pick your spots. Uh, we'll talk about we can talk about more on the postseason one of you know where you allocate your roster spots, but yeah, we don't need to get yeah. dip back into that again today. No, 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 we won't. Um, but also, man, I want to give a big shout out to the Red Army, um, and the fans 6,000 people there at that stadium. In the midst of a 14-game winless streak, is 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 insane. This is yeah, insane, man. Good good atmosphere, you know, in the crowd. Uh, you know, parking lots <laughs> were filling up nice and early, you know, like usual. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll always wish that you know, more people would make it down into the stands, you know, and not in the concourse. That just way when you look back at the game, you don't see. You know, as many patchy spots and that whole yeah. center seat, you know, issue that again has come up plenty of times. It just looks bad on TV. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, credit to you know the community, credit to the front office for keeping the you know sales go- going, keeping the energy up in the community you know, throughout the year. Like the guys, you know, I know are getting out there and you know doing you know appearances, uh, you know, at a talk with some folks after the game. I was like, make it more widely known that they're doing these sort of things. Cause you know, they, they were saying that they posted it all on all the socials. And I was like, I don't think I'm seeing the, maybe I'm not on the right social medias, but I'm not seeing. Yeah. I don't know. You know what appearances. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That, in, in a season where, you know, things aren't going right on the field, show the things that are going right off the field as much as you can. And is it going to make up for all of it? No, but at least, you show you got you're getting the wins somewhere. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, so talk about things going off the field, um, off and on the field. Let's also talk about uh, Darren's pros game interview that's been kind of the talk of the town on social medias and whatnot. So Matt, I'll let you uh, take over because I wasn't there last night. I'll let you talk about it. Well, I mean, I think you can 
chime in on this because you're yeah. going to have a different point of view from having watched it versus having been the person asking the questions. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think to set the table with this, even going back to last year, I, I don't necessarily shy away from asking very direct questions at times. Would you say that that's Oh, that's very fair. fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, so and you know, Darren's kind of you know pushed back, you know, a few times, like you know, end of la after the playoff game last year, you know, asking him why, you know, five times during the course of the season, team went up a man and ended up giving up goals, and he seemed either surprised or unaware at that stat at that time, and you know, try to brush it off and that's follow up, and I don't know, he didn't love that, didn't seem to love it. In the moment, yeah. which, is, which is fine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and to preface all of this, like, no, none of this for me is ever, you know, personal. It's just trying to get you know, information. And I form a lot of my questions based off of what, you know, I hear, you know, in the stand of people, you know, saying. Uh, so that way we can be able to at least get some information back uh, to the fans because, you know, as we've stated, ad nauseum on this podcast you know as much as we love the team the team you know is very 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 bad about getting information out to fans about what's going on with the team itself uh yeah. so i kind of see this as a little bit of duty to try to at least get a little bit you know in there you know so you can imagine last night more unhappiness in the stands you know people ask you know wondering about why are we making these subs? You know, what, what's the point? You know, some of these choices, like, you know, more than a few questions, like, you know, you know, hey, do you think Darren should be, you know, be coming back next year? Do you think he's going to get fired? And my personal opinion, no, I don't think he's going to get fired. Yes, I think he has earned a shot to be able to get another, you know, year at this. You know, but I'm not putting my own personal thoughts or opinions into these you know, questions most of the time i'm mean, still still human you know uh, fit in there sometimes uh, yeah right uh but yeah I, I try to be as objective as possible yeah uh, so nice. yeah so what well, we i think i well to lead off you know the press conferences you know the the team you know communication staff asked their questions uh which are fine you can probably figure out what those questions usually are because they're the answers that end up in the post-game uh, reports and everything. And cool. Whatever. Uh, and then you know, there's somebody else, whether it's from the time dispatch, although they haven't been seen in a couple months, uh, <laughs> you know, or, you know, there's any other, uh, you know, kind of independent media there. We usually let them go first and we'll go last yeah. on these things. Right. Uh, which, again, no problem with. I think it's just kind of a system we've all worked out, right? Yeah. Oh, so, so. so we get to that. And, yeah. First question, I think it's just, you know, very direct, you know, about why are you taking, why take off, you know, Gamera? Why take off, uh, you know, Hornsby? You know, last sub was Bentley off or Meacham. Like, these don't seem like the kind of subs you, know, you make when you're chasing a game, you know. Because one of his previous answers was, you know, we're still trying to win these games. Our, our goal was coming in was nine points. Now it's going to be six points. And it's like, you know, to the fans, those don't seem to match. Yeah. So he talked around that. 
right? So we went into some other questions, but well, Ali, you, you caught on to this. You know, he said something in that first response. Yeah. Um, he, he talked, he said it. I think you were asking him the question about, it was something around like youth development or something. And he said, we're lucky enough to be around, you know, I would love the opportunity to, to build upon what we're doing here. And then later in the interview, you asked him a question. It was like, well, do you think it's fair for you to stay given how the season has been developing, the end part of the season? Yeah. And yeah, I, I so, if you, yeah, I asked if you thought that, you know, him and the staff had earned, you know, yeah, to come back. And it seemed to be like a little bit of pushback from him on that. Almost, uh, granted, he might have been caught off guard by the question or didn't know how to answer it in the moment. But I think it's a, it's a fair question because the godsend of this is we're not in a league with relegation. If we, we have been in relegation form since June. And if this team is in a league with relegation, like we've seen it before, like no coach is getting a 14 game skid. It would have been automatically cut right then and there. You know, at the, the start of it, um, or even we're looking out of the playoffs. I his his response to it was kind of just like, "Well, we deserve a second chance." You know, we're, we're doing the right thing. Just that the third, and I get that from Darren. Oh no, and I, I would say this in the defense of Darren. Like, I do think he deserves a, a, another year at this, um, because. I think 30% of it you can put on him and the staff. 50% of it I would put on the players because they're the ones on the field that can affect the game, right? And then the other 20% of stuff that's like out of your control. Injuries and, you know, bad chances or, or bad mishaps with the ball. Like last night. The bad luck side. Yeah, the bad luck side of it. Like, because last night, like, do you really think that's a penalty on Sarakowski? I mean, it, it was soft. I mean, you, you've seen them given before. So, like, once I was able to go back and, you know, see it watched it a couple of times, I was like, I, I get what the referee was seeing and calling. But you've seen it called a million times. You've also seen that let go a million times, too. So, it's really, for me, a coin flip. Yeah, it's a coin it's Right. And you get a different rep on that moment. He might not call it. He might call it. But it's like, we've also seen it before. I guess, like, Lexington, right? We've, we've, on this list, we talked about there's numerous games where this team, if they play better defense, we walk like the Charlotte game, we walk out of that with a win. The Flagle game, we walk out of that with a win. The Chattanooga game, we walk out of that with a win. Oddly enough, we might still be in the playoff race, but we're not because of individual errors and individual moments. Now, saying all of that with Darren, like I think he has done a wonderful job revitalizing the youth system in Richmond to where now is like they're bringing in prospects that can legitimately be a part of the team, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. oh, they're here, so that way they can say they play it a little bit so they can get better college scouting and eventually end up in VCU or UNC, whatever. Yeah, they're not just bodies filling up slots in practice because you need guys to make up the numbers. Right, you know, so it's like on that side, that's fine, that's dandy. My frustration comes with Darren's response to, well, it's a long-term project. And, you know, if, if anyone's frustrated, it's definitely us and our staff, which is cool. We expect you to be frustrated, right? But don't don't tell me you're building and can still trying to compete for wins this year when 
you got four impact subs that are under the age of 18. Like, just call it what it is. Just say it's a rebuild and just keep it pushing. Like, the fans, we will hate it, right, for the moment if you say, oh, it's a rebuild. But we will understand it and we will get the logic of it versus you saying, oh, it's a long-term project, but we're still competing for wins. Well, you can't be competing for wins if you if you go look at the substitution pack, right? Yeah, and one thing that yeah, you know, it just kind of came to mind in the last you know day or two with all of this because no, this was new, and I of course I didn't expect Darren to answer that question with yeah, we should probably get you know get fired. Like, of course nobody's going to say that. No, yeah, uh, no. yeah. So, but let's think about this. You know, we started the first half of the year six wins, six draws, four defeats, right? Yeah. You know, so. Were we in the long-term project then at that time? And also with the youth, when things were rolling, did we ever really see those guys playing? No. You no. might see Beckett here and there at the last second of a game. Yeah, Gabe getting like two minutes you know, right. you know, somewhere. But you didn't see Simmons. You didn't see uh Johnson weren't even with the team yet. Yeah, no. So it's so like – well, so, something changed along the way, you know, sure. Maybe it is those guys finally became ready to play later in the year. I can, I can listen to that answer. Yeah. Uh, but beginning of the year, the, you know, all the other guys were, you know, more than capable and guess what? We were actually getting results at that time. Yeah. So uh, kind of, it seems like a little bit of uh, you know, conflict, you know, in how the answers are being presented. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You want to protect your players. You want to protect the staff as a whole. But it's also like just – I guess for me, it's just just be honest about what's happening. All right, call, like, call, call the lost season. Hey, we're playing the guys that we want to you know see if we can build around them for next year. Cool. Right. And we will understand that. We're not dumb. But it's also like in terms of that you have – like just think about it. You no longer have Luke Pavone around the starting 18, right? Belmar no longer around the starting 18. Or Wayne Gordon around the starting 18. Like Except these for last year, Belmar just, randomly starts. And... Right. And they were at practice on Friday. So they're there. They're healthy. But you decide to go with Landon Johnson, Nicholas Simmons, and some younger guys. Like, you can't say, all right, we're, we're trying to win every single game. And do that. Like, it's, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. It just seems as if, like, they're being reluctant of calling it what it is, but when the fans can see it, it also feel like the fans are losing trust in, Dar- in the Darren's vision because I would say maybe even so back in August when we were having a bad run of form, it was – That was the same run of form, my man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We were in – yeah, you're right. But it just seems as if like all the goodwill Darren has built up is now starting to get chipped away because one of results and fans are temperamental, but then also two is like when you're hearing the pros game chats, when you're hearing the pregame chats, it's like the same message. It is like, oh, just follow us, just listen to what we got to say. And it's like, dude, no, I can see that this is not what it is, right? Yeah. Just be honest so- about. It. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, a little bit. Of, it's always going to be coach speak, and I think that's 
you know, to be expected. Anybody who's a sports fan, is, you know, yeah, expects to get a little bit of a canned answer and non-answers, yeah, you know, quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the season is what it is. Like we were asking questions about, like, all right, well, you know, it seems like you know playoffs aren't on the horizon a couple months ago, and. And as he should have, Darren, like, well, hey, until we're actually eliminated, we're going to be gunning for it, which is the right answer. You know, sure. It's the right answer, and it's also the right answer yeah. you know, to give in that moment uh, because we were already looking ahead asking, hey, are you going you know, to be playing you know, the kids more and everything, which, guess what, happened. Uh, which, again, fine if that's what the mission is. Just yeah. be up front. Yeah. Just say, hey, we're trying. Like you, like you said it before. Like if you heard him talking to other parts, it's like I think you asked the question about the veteran players. Um, and why the subject? He was like, you know, we have veteran players in spots. The lack of goals, the lack of opportunities. Took no. It was was about Pablo Hara. About um, why was not make a save? Uh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't tested, and he was like, well, those veteran players that we had out there, you know, weren't really testing. So that's what we tried to bring on Nicholas Simmons, who scored a goal, and mm -hmm. uh, Landon Johnson, and whatnot, which is cool. That's fine. But I also feel as if, like, the veteran players are kind of being, like, correct me if I'm wrong, do you feel like the veteran players are being scapegoated a little bit of this? I don't know if scapegoat is the right word you know, for it. I, I think that they're not what – you know, the coaching staff wanted or hoped, you know, for. Uh, so they've probably, it's probably already been, if not truly mutually decided, I think both parties probably know some of those guys aren't coming back next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's kind of just running out the clock with some of them. I, I would put it more that way because I think if it was scapegoated, you know, we'd be getting a lot more specifics. Yeah, but yeah. Darren's still dancing, dancing around, you know, the – you know, the full issue with some of them. Because it's not just the you know, veteran. I think veteran gives the idea that you're talking Belmar Gordon and maybe Luke, but he's so on the fringe anyway that I don't even know if he counts. But, I mean, I think you can throw Bentley in, you know, with the, you know, that crowd. Like, I guess Sierkowski maybe gets a little bit more, you know, benefit because he came in later and he's actually put, you know, some stuff on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. other thing with that question for me was I had to catch myself because I was ready to say, Yeah, you, know, you didn't test Pablo Hara, and I just want to, you know, how I feel about Pablo. You know, oh, I, was yeah. getting ready to, I was getting ready to say, You know, who isn't a good keep, but I was like, That's probably not going to be a good thing to say out loud right now. No, so not. <laughs> I had to quickly change that. I mean, no, I mean, in the fairness of it, it's like. Derek can only pick who's available, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you can only pick who's available, and I've, I've I've said this before, you have to change how you play. Like, if you know Bentley is not a creative scorer type player like Emmy is, you can't play him in that role, right? If you know you don't have wingers that are reliable and creating chances and getting in behind, you can't play out on the wings like how you want to, right? Like, if you know you don't – if you know if your defense has been leaky and hasn't been able to have a clean sheet since July 1st, then maybe, hey, we need to clog that up. And it just feels as if, it, you know, 
Darren is kind of just like, no, nah, we're going to play the system that we have in place. And it just feels like he's choosing system over the players. It's Which, that's long-term thinking. I get that. But in the short term, it's like, all right, we got to fix this now. And maybe, you know, we are in that midst of trying to still compete for the playoffs back in, like, July and August. You know, you can do that. You know, you, you, you can do that. But now, I don't know, man. Like, it just feels as if, like, they're just banging their head up against the door and it's not doing anything. Yeah. Well, let's talk about silver linings from this game. Yeah, there's, true. There, there's one big silver lining out of this. And that, you know, Tormenta got, you know, three points. You know, Madison dropped points against Lexington. So, all of a sudden, you know, our, our favorite team uh, is – Clinging on to a you know, playoff spot, and they're not going to have you know the tiebreaker if it ends up tied. I know that's my chaos, that's my chaos dream. My chaos dream is that like Union Omaha, NCFC, Greenville, Madison all crash and burn in some way in the playoffs. And I just want it to happen. I don't want anyone to be happy outside of you know us and Marco. Um, but yeah, I, real quick, another silver lining, um, EVD. Ethan Vandercourt Decker made his long awaited return uh, 51 weeks out since his devastating Achilles injury, man. And I, I would say, man, I'm happy for him. Um, just making it back is huge. Like, you know, I don't care about if he made a pass or anything. Just getting back on there, that's that's huge. Yeah, he got himself stuck in, got himself, uh, you know, a nice yellow card, too. So yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> so, who knows, you know, who knows how last season ends if he had, you know, Hadn't gotten hurt. Who knows how this season goes if he'd been available all year. And that's just you know part of the bad luck of the draw with you know sports, you know, sometimes. Uh, but yeah, really happy for him to be able to get get back. He was saying how you know it's tough those first few months where he literally couldn't get around, couldn't move because he had to reteach himself how to walk, everything like that. Like I can't imagine the kind of mental stress you have to go through. It's all that you know, just as a, re- a regular everyday person, much less you know somebody who's an athlete who their livelihood is completely built around movement. Yeah. So yeah. to see him you know come all the way back and uh, and did, did look like you know vintage EVD. No, not yet, but that's okay. I mean, the big first step is you know finished now, and now it's you know kind of getting him up to speed, and you know hopefully uh, maybe he'll be back. I hope we'll be back here next year if we put all this time into rehabbing them. Yeah, I will, I will hope so. I will, I will hope so. That's my hope. Um, that's definitely my hope. <sighs> so, I mean, we got two games left. One knocks on the road on Friday, and we close out the season against Central Valley Fuego at 6 p.m. Um, for me, me possibly, I want to see Will play the last two games. Um, I would love, honestly, I want to see Meacham. I want to see what Meacham got. Like, I know the last time we really seen him play significant minutes, he had a bad stretch, a little bad stretch, and he doesn't seem to have gotten out of it, out of the doghouse yet. But I want to see him play some meaningful minutes. I'm going to see Becky Howe play some meaningful minutes. Um, Landon Johnson's kind of funny. Ever since he signed his pro contract, he's barely been playing. Um, I want to see him get made up for minutes. EVD, of course. Um, yeah. You know yeah. Seeing how I think there's a decent chance it might be his last game. Want to see Luke out there last home game. 
I hope so, man. If this is it for Luke, I, I want Luke to get his flowers. I want Luke to get his flowers, man. Yeah, so um, simple, simple things like that. You know, uh, we know what the season is at this point. You know, let that be kind of a. If there's any guys that know they're moving, moving on. Let that kind of be a celebration for them. But I'll, otherwise, you know, get. Yeah, you know, let's see what we got for uh, twenty-four. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we like we said it before. Like, if this team wins the last game, it's gonna be this whole celebration. Like, oh, we won a game. But it's like, even we, as much as we hate it, we're gonna celebrate it because it's like, oh, the team won. The good vibes are here. Yeah, um, we still want to. We still want the team to win every game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna change. But, uh, yeah, I mean. It shouldn't take the message that truly should happen. Right. It shouldn't, you know, shouldn't gloss over the fact that you know the last three months have happened. Right. Um, so yeah, Matt. <clears throat> My bad. Um, anything else for you before we uh, wrap up today's show? Tonight's show. No, I mean, I think it uh, again, even in the worst of times, no place better to be than City Stadium, uh, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of people there, you know, uh, a lot of you know, a lot of fun, you know, so, I mean, obviously even more fun when we're winning, uh, but, you know, major credit to, you know, the, the sales crew, uh, the, you know, ticket crew, all of those guys you know, uh, and girls, because, hey, you know, City Stadium, I think has really turned around, you know, it's kind of a, a place to be, you know, the last, you know, couple of years, and especially this year, uh, and, you know, they deserve that credit because, you know, we've heard you know, people saying, oh, yeah, been around we never really you know, thought to come to these before they're a lot of fun you know we're going to come back again and you know you know for, for as much as we're you know uh you know getting on the coaching staff uh you know we got to give you know the positive credit you know where it's due and i think you know the op staff and the sales staff you know absolutely earned it yeah 100 100 um and then so yeah, look, i know and you know, come out on the fourteenth. I don't care if it's folk festivals. You know, go there in the during the day, and then you know, come over for a couple hours and go back after. Yeah, it's VSU homecoming, dog. But I'm gonna try to make it there. I'm trying to make it. My original plan was to miss this last game because I thought we were gonna have a playoff game, but then that play didn't happen. So, ta-da! Um, I'm gonna be coming back early from VSU homecoming to. Close out City Stadium for this year and move on to next year. Once again, I will blame the jerseys for everything. I'm in. You know I'm in. <laughs> I'm totally down with it. Um, but the, for that being said, listeners, um, just want to say thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to listen to our show because without you, we couldn't do this. Um, interview with Mika will be going out on Tuesday. And with that being said, for Matt, for Janir, Gabe, Kate, and myself, we will holler at you guys next week. Up the ruse and be easy, y'all.